This show was recorded in front of a live cartoon audience. And now, broadcasting from a small ship off the coast of Norway, it's the Jibber Jabber Power Half Hour. Welcome to the fourth installment of the Jibber Jabber Power Half Hour. This is Mary. Unfortunately, this is the Mary only show because James got arrested. No, I didn't. Whose evidence did I plant in whose car then? I I don't know. Awkward. Anyway, um, let's get straight into the news. I have a couple of different news stories today, actually. Um, One of them is an unfortunate event and one of them is a very good event. Let's start with the bad news first. Uh, Apparently there was a plane crash over Russia. One of the KHL teams um, crashed their plane on their way to Minsk. Um, The locomotive Yaroslavl reportedly hit a light post and crashed shortly after takeoff, killing 43 of the 45 people on board. Um, The only ones that were surviving um, were winger Alexander Galimov, who's in critical condition. The other survivor is reportedly a flight engineer. Um, it's just so tragic and so sad, you know. I mean, they were so good at what they did, and they were they were to kick off their 2011 to 2012 KHL season soon, and you know, start to get to work on that. And it's just it just really hit hit me hard, you know. Even though I'm not really a sports fan, this is I mean, it's just not right, you know. You know, it's amazing how often it happens to uh, famous people as their plane crashes or their right. their aerial, you know, what's that? What am I thinking of? Uh, you know, aerial conveyance crashes. Yeah. Like, you know, because like Leonard Skinner and um, John Denver. John Denver. Alia. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. And now uh, an entire hockey team. Buddy, Buddy Holly died in a plane crash, didn't he? He did die in a plane crash. It happens to yeah. music stars an awful lot, apparently. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think it's ever, I've ever heard of it ever happening to a sports team. And, and they travel by plane a lot. So yeah. You, you would think. They do. You would, you would think it would, it would have happened before this. Um, it, but it is a tragedy that, would, that it happened. Definitely. Well, the good news story is actually kind of related. It's another hockey story. Apparently, um, hockey players in Burnaby set the Guinness World Record for the longest game, and they were women hockey players um, playing the longest hockey game in the world. Said that the biggest reward was raising awareness and more than $125,000 for cystic fibrosis. The women um, battled blisters, swollen knees, boot bang, and even a concussion they played for 10 days and 243 hours and five minutes, um, wrapping up the marathon game at 11.05 Monday. All right. Uh, it cheers, tears, hugs, and dozens of red roses and things like that. 2,500 goals were scored, 290 just from one lady. But it wasn't. they said it wasn't about the score, um, that it was for raising awareness and, and working hard and the miracle of the human spirit and things like that. So... You know that's kind of a beneficial, beneficial story. That's a upbeat and lighthearted. Mary. Yeah. Are you secretly Canadian? I am not secretly Canadian, eh? <laughs> and uh, my other my other question is, uh, what's boot bang? You know, I don't I don't know. 
It's just, that's what it says among the list of, I have a list of injuries here, hockey injuries. I'll have to look it up or somebody actually who's listening, comment on Facebook or, or Twitter or whatever and tell me what boot bang is. Cause I don't, I don't know what it is, but those women, those women deserve medals. I, I, I bet. And then, and then the other hockey team, they need like a memorial or something. They do. That's, that's absolutely mm-hmm. true. A statue, a giant statue. It would have to be giant for all 43 of them. Well, yeah. I mean, it can't be all 43. Maybe it's just one hockey player with 43 heads. They could have a memorial statue garden. That's true. That's true. They could have, like, it could just be a statue of just a hockey puck. I mean, that would be really easy to make. A statue of a hockey puck? Just a hockey puck. That's uh, that's such, like, low common denominator there. I mean, like, really? You're going to go for a hockey puck? It's a circle. But it's so simplistic and elegant. <laughs> no, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's a completely ridiculous idea. Well, it's better than a mullet. That would be hilarious. Or hockey hair, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it could just be a puck with a hockey mullet on it. <laughs> a great big ginger one. Are you coloring the stone now? A great big ginger hockey mullet on a puck. Yeah, absolutely. That's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> Best album picks. All right. Now it's time for uh, the album or the music part of the show. Um, I'll go ahead and start with my album. Um, I've been doing a lot of metal lately. Um, this is this is yet another metal title that I'm really fond of, but I promise this isn't the only kind of music I like. Um, my album is Mütter from uh, Rammstein. Um, it has a lot of my favorite songs of theirs on there. Um, Zana is one, is actually one of my favorite songs. Feuer Frei is another one. Ich will is another. Um, it was actually made in the time between uh, 2000, I think it was released in 2002. Um, a lot of the songs were featured on the Triple X soundtrack, which is kind of another hit or miss type of action movie. But anyway, um, uh, I definitely recommend listening to it, even if you can't understand the words, the music is universal. It's just kind of one of those head banging, like I want to kill somebody. Awesome, kick ass albums in my Aren't opinion. Are most of their songs love songs? Do what? Aren't most of their songs love songs? Absolutely, I love them. There's not a lot of metal out there, like real hardcore metal. That's 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 about love. <laughs> it's true. You it's gotta, true. We gotta love it out of the Germans. True, yeah. If anybody has any recommendations for, for love songs that are like hardcore metal or like hard, like seriously like out completely out of place in their genre, just go ahead and link them to us or send them to us via Facebook. All right, my album this week is uh, Anadyme, Uncle Tupelo. A, um, Uncle Tu. <laughs> they're a, um, an alt-country band um, out of uh, Illinois. Of course. That's where country music comes from, Illinois. Mm-hmm. But uh, Anadyne was released and in Nazis. Uh, was released in 1993. It was the band's last and greatest album. Um, the band actually broke up after the two leaders, um, Jeff Farr, not Jeff Farr, Jay Farr and Jeff Tweedy, um, argue, were arguing back and forth, and they broke the band broke up. They were the two main people in the band. Oddly enough, you know, both those people went on the fan, fair, found fairly popular bands in their genre, at least. Uh, Jeff Tweedy founded Wilco, and uh, huh. Jay, Jay Farr founded uh, Son Vault. Nonetheless, though, but the album, right, 
the album is, you know, song after song is brilliant. My favorite, one of my favorite songs of all time is on this album. It's called Chickamauga. Um, uh-huh. It's kind of a, uh, it's kind of like a rock tune, a rock country tune. Kind of, kind of I don't know. It's brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Sounds like it. it I'll is. have to listen to it. And Anodyne is a, is a beautiful breakup song. Is it? Yeah. That makes me sad. Aww. I know. I Not know. that I have anybody to break up with, you know. Yeah. All but, right. you know. New movie, old movie. All right, it's time for new movie, old movie. This week, Mary has a new movie. Mary. All right, it's yeah, it's the new movie of the month. I went and got, I went and saw um, Conan the Barbarian, the new one out, um, released in 2011. Um, has it stars Jason Momoa, uh, Stephen Lang, um, Rose McGowan is in it, and uh, Ron Perlman is in it as well as uh, young Conan's father. You know, I. I did kind of like the movie as far as, you know, kind of the gory, don't really have to think about it action movie, but a lot of the parts of it, it just kind of, it really left me lacking. Jason Momoa had that kind of intense look about him. Like he really did fit the part, I think. And he was kind of had, he did kind of have that badass devil may care kind of attitude. Um, At the same time, that was about it. You know, he didn't really have any other depth of character, you know? It just didn't really seem like, I don't know. He's I just, Conan, though. He's not supposed to yeah. have depth of character. All he does is kill. kill. But that's, that's not true. Conan had, he had emotion. He was the troubled warrior king, you know? And, and this guy, he didn't really act that troubled, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, he had, like, a ship and, like, friends and all kinds of stuff and it's like how did he get this stuff where did it come from how did he meet these people Schwarzenegger you know? had friends well uh, yeah but you saw him meet them does it really make a difference it just adds it adds to the length of the movie I mean they're not well, they're not they really just, friends they're just people he meets along the way they're just they're just well, they to be killed like later so on so much time on his childhood and the beginning of the movie and like all of this stuff, like they spent so much time on that. I think it really, as opposed to like the 10 minutes or whatever it was for the first movie with the Schwarzenegger in it, you know, right? they spent, I think it was way too much time on his, on his beginning, you know, as opposed to like how he came to know the things he knew or how he came to be the person, he, the grown up that he is, like where he met these people. How did he get a ship? You know, I mean, it just, where does he get money from? I guess he just pillages. Anyway, um, moving on. Um, Morgan Freeman does the narration for this movie. And he does all of, like, two parts of narration in this movie. It's not very much. Um, Rose McGowan is very evil and very cool in this movie. Um, Ron Perlman plays, like I said, he plays young Conan's dad. And he's, he's pretty badass just by himself. You know, he can he can seriously kick a a, a butt or two. Um, it it it's kind of gory. Like I said, it's there are these parts in this movie where it's like people will hit a rock and just kind of gush. <laughs> like, they, they just kind of explode in a blood splatter. Like not they don't disintegrate, but there's like way too much blood for that kind of injury. You know what I mean? Like it just. 
it, it was pretty over the top in a lot of So it was like people falling down, sitting on their knee, and then like three gallons of blood oozing out? <laughs> Just about. I mean, there is this one part where um, the villain is taking this priest, and he's torturing him, basically, and he kind of interrogating him, and he takes his head and smashes it against this stone floor, thusly killing him. Well, like, just on the first hit, it was like, splam. I mean, <laughs> it just did not make sense. That was, was a like, great sound effect, Mary. a little bit tougher than that. What? That was a great sound effect. Splam. Splam, did you like that? I did. It's almost as good as Bazinga. Bazinga. Uh... <laughs> anyway, um, and then, but one of the parts that really got me that I thought was hilarious was uh, Conan actually takes one of the bad guys, I guess he's like a general or like a scout, ties him to a chair and catapults him into the bad guy's ship. Like, that way it was just funny because, like, the whole time the camera is focused on this guy's face, he's screaming, and you just see the background, like, tumbling behind him. It was just, it was kind of funny in a morbid way. But anyway, um, this movie actually doesn't get a very high recommendation for me as far as seeing it. I, you know, I would wait for Netflix or video or something. Um, if for anything, ladies, just go see Jason Momoa with no shirt on and <laughs> on, long hair. There's lots of boobies in this movie, too, for the guys. There are lots of boobies in this movie. Yay! Yeah, but Jason Momoa, definitely a hottie. He he had kind of a problem with his voice, though, like Christian Bale did in, in Dark Knight. A lot of places you really can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> but that's okay. You don't always need to hear what he's saying. You can just look at him. All right. Time for old movie. Old movie. Old movie. All right. This week I'm doing the Christian Slater classic, Pump Up the Volume, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, it's um, about a young uh, high school student who starts a pirate radio station and it's kind of a footloose kind of situation. Like, the, the parents are all against it, and the, the kids are all for it. And, you know, in the end, there's like a, um, you know, a power struggle between them. It's a brilliant movie. It has one mm -hmm. of the best soundtracks of any movie ever made. You think so? Oh, definitely. It has, and also has one, has, it has one of the, the, the best version of the song Wave of Mutilation by the Pixies. It's the UK surf mix. I, mm -hmm. I, uh, I think everyone should check that out. It's an awesome version of the song. Cool. Is that all you have to say? I'm just what what do you want me to say? I mean it sounds awesome. Alright. <laughs> the point. Alright, 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 alright. It's time to do the hump. The hump the hump. But seriously, it's time for the point. This week we're discussing uh, our favorite eight cheesy eighties horror movie. Well, I don't really like a whole lot of horror movies, so it was kind of hard for me to pick. But one that really stood out in my mind was Evil Dead 2. It was really super cheesy. Um, directed by Sam Raimi. Um, it stars Bruce Campbell, my absolute horror movie favorite person ever. He's awesome. I would I would mother his children. Um, it uh, it actually got a box office gross of, gross of about $10.9 million. Um, they filmed it for about $3.6 million dollars um it's a follow-up to their first movie evil evil dead which i think they were supposed to be serious about and then evil dead 2 they just kind of decided to be silly about it so it's way over the top and just and absolutely insane and 
it's it's hilarious. I mean, it's just really fun. If you need a good laugh and a horror flick, that's a good one to watch. It's good to watch it uh, at uh, Halloween time too. That's a good one to watch in case there are any there's anybody who's like, I really don't want to see a horror movie. This is kind of like the not horror movie person's horror movie. It's it's really funny. I mean, <laughs> my hand when it got evil and I lopped it off. <laughs> I lopped it off. Something got into my hand. I lopped it off of the wrist. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's a completely ridiculous movie. You know, uh, the bird creature at the end is uh, Sam Raimi's younger brother. Yeah, uh-huh. It is. And he's in a lot of his movies, too. Um, my One of my favorite all-time movies is actually the follow-up to this movie, which is Army of Darkness, which my brother turned me on to. I have fond memories of, of watching that movie with him. But, yeah, I just... <laughs> this movie, it's just... It's so bad it's good you know i have fond memories of watching army of darkness on the sci-fi network growing up the sci-fi network showed army of darkness really all the time wow i didn't have cable uh for you my movie is the all-time classic worst horror movie i think for for as far as cheesiness goes and it's uh friday the 13th part three in 3d this in was, 3D. And, and, you know, this is right smack dab with 3D really started being, you know, the first time 3D was in everything, and they did it terribly. I mean, like <laughs> it every, didn't just get 1D on its report card. It got three. It was terrible. You know, every five seconds, someone was, like, poking a rake at the camera, or a piece of wood was falling towards the camera, or someone was <laughs> opening a door towards the camera. You know, you know, it was it's just terribly done. And, all, and of course, it's a Friday the 13th movie, so... so after the first one, which was actually okay, all the actors are cheesy. You know, it's poorly written, poorly acted. Mm-hmm. You know, the gore scenes are okay. That's probably the only reason to actually watch the movie in the first place. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I, th- I really think that as far as, as cheesiness goes, because it's almost like they tried to be serious about it, and they, and they, just, they just did it poorly. Uh-huh. It's still, that's in my opinion, as far as it goes, though. You know, I haven't seen it, to be honest with you, and so I don't really know. The only Friday the 13th movie I know is is the one. The first one? You know, and the first one. And to me, when I was growing up, that was that was really super scary. The first one was. I Don't get me Even the second one was kind of scary. Uh-huh. The, the third one just starts the long run of cheesiness, though. Uh-huh. And we, which, and they all so felt- it, was, it was a lot like, you know, I know what you did last Friday the 13th. <laughs> That was that, that's that, that's like a parody. It's it's just I don't know. They try they try they took themselves seriously and they're like, oh, we're gonna do this in three D and it's gonna really go to mess with people's minds. Yeah, I think they hadn't really perfected it. Now I think if they if they did a horror movie in three D, it would probably have a little bit better of an effect, don't you think? Oh, I hate three D. I just I, I don't dig it at all. I, 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 I think the whole concept of three. It might have been ruined by Friday the Thirteenth Part Three in three D. It might have just ruined it for me. But the whole, the whole concept was like. This is retarded. Have you seen a movie recently in 3D? I have. Okay, what did you see? Um, last movie I saw in 3D, I think I saw Avatar in 3D. Oh, really? And I hated Avatar with a fiery passion. I hate that movie. <laughs> it's one of the worst movies ever Well, made. maybe Avatar wasn't quite the movie to go see in it. You should see, like, a Pixar movie. Those were actually really good. No, Especially I... Especially 3D. I'm a, no, 3D's terrible. 3D is a terrible idea. It's, it's, it's wrapped up with smell vision <laughs> smell vision is a pretty bad idea. <laughs> but at least you don't come out smelling like a mixture of, you know, burnt rubber and marshmallows. Popped culture. 
All right, it's time for pop culture. And this week's pop culture is something I think all Americans get behind. Apparently, the world thinks Americans are the coolest. Um, in a, I know you, I'm the coolest. You're not the coolest. My mom thinks I'm the coolest. Well, she loves you. That's true. She has, nonetheless, the social networking site Badoo, I never heard of the social networking site, but apparently it exists, pulled 30,000 people across 15 countries and uh, to vote for the coolest nationality. Americans were number one. Germans were last. Germans were last? Germans were last. All that beer and bratwurst and chocolate and scantily clad women? Mm. I'm sorry, Germans weren't last. I misread that. Belgians were last. Oh, well, that makes a little bit more sense. Germans were fifth from the bottom. Belgium Belgium is like the Delaware of Europe. It's like, (laughs) wow, you're in Delaware. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Um, Okay, so the reason I thought this was cool... Two things. There's a quote here talking. Canadians were the fourth from the bottom, and there's this quote from a Canadian politician that says, uh, "Paris, Texas, stands as a metaphor for broken dreams. Paris, Saskatchewan, just sounds ridiculous." And totally <laughs> correct. Paris, Texas is a shithole, but uh, <laughs> Paris, Saskatchewan, you know, I, I can't imagine how terrible a place that would be. Oh God. Anywhere in Saskatchewan. True enough. And another reason why I wanted to talk by bring by bring up this poll is the comments. I, I look, I'm looking at Yahoo.com and the comments for this are ridiculous. No, not Yahoo comments. There, it's just one after another, just of Americans bashing America. <laughs> and, you know, why would America? Oh, never mind. I don't even want to ask that question. Just Americans are just bashing. It's like America's a shithole. America's falling apart. I can't believe they would like, bother doing this poll, thinking with all these problems in America. I dare them. I dare any American to go live in any other country and see if they're happy. True. Any other one. Just pick one. That's probably very true. I mean, America really is the cool. It really it is the coolest place on the planet. We we have everything. I mean, we've got a lot of issues going on right now with the financial market and you know this downgrade or whatever that's going on and politics. But you know, it's like. A lot of cool things are happening here, too. There's a whole shift in, you know, science becoming really awesome and, you know, a lot a lot of different things that are people people are inventing more and, um, you know, posting their ideas on the Internet and, you know, free free business and that sort of thing. You know, people are actually taking advantage of that as opposed to like going into corporations like mom and pop stop, you know, stops are coming up again and. And I, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen in the future. I'm not really excited to see, you know, what will happen with the with the national debt, though. I'd like to point out also that, you know, I've been all around the country, and I've been to a couple other countries as well, and the only mm-hmm. place I've ever felt I was going to be uh, murdered was Bunky, Louisiana, which is saying something. <laughs> you know, one place in America, whereas, you know, when I was, I, I was terrified to go around the corner in some of these other places, you know, I've been... Outside of America. I don't know. Like, I I felt that way. You know, I I haven't been a whole lot of places. But when I visited New York, I was was a little bit more wary than most. And there, because there were a lot more shady people, Mm. at least in New York City downtown, you know, I was a little bit more. Nowhere outside of Bunk, Louisiana. Oh, (laughs) that place scares the shit out of me. It's like. What were you doing there? I was, I was just driving through. And I swear to God, I was driving through, and I was like, I'm like, oh, my God, I am about to be raped and pillaged. <laughs> Can't rape the willing, James. I would not be willing. <laughs> no matter what you think. That was terrible. 
I hate Bo that sound. Bob, Bo Bob and his his brother daddy. Brother daddy. <laughs> uh, I mean, nonetheless, you know, it's it's kind of cool that, that even though apparently everyone in America thinks that everyone outside of America hates America, but that is apparently not necessarily true, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Americans are pretty cool just in general. I want to go to another country now because now I know I'm cool at least in one place. <laughs> you, should, you, should, you know, I, to anybody other than my mom. Yes, you should. We should all visit Canada, where where they're desperately uncool, and just kind of share our coolness with them. You know what? I think I'll skip Canada, go straight to Norway. Oh, you in Norway? You, you're coming with. <laughs> you okay. can't turn down a free trip. I will take you with me. You'll take me for free to Norway. Yeah. Okay, I'll go. If I can go for free, you can go for free. Okay. Science and history. All right, guys. It is history and science time. Um, This week, I have an article about a pyramid-exploring robot um, that revealed hidden hieroglyphs exposed in the um, Pyramid of Giza. Well, what happened was is that they uh, sent a, a small robot through some of the air shafts or what they believed to be air shafts. They wanted to find the reason for them. They know that one from the king's vault or the king's uh, room went straight out into the open. So it was straight through. But there were a couple more that they had found from the queen's chamber that disappear within the structures. Well, they sent this small robot through, you know, and they, they navigated about 213 feet from the heart of the pyramid, um, came to a stop in front of a mysterious limestone slab adorned with two copper pins. Well, that was back in 1993. They finally decided that it was okay to drill a small hole in there so they could put a camera in there. Well, it looks like behind that door was another door. Anyway, the mystery continues. But what I found really interesting about this is that they, they continue to unlock secrets about this pyramid, which is something like, what is it, 4,500-year-old 4, uh, structure now, you know? And they still aren't sure about it. But what they did reveal um, in some of the other, some of the other um, what is it, shafts had some hieroglyphs in it. So maybe that'll help shed some light on exactly what the, the usage of the air shafts were for, if that's what they were, you know, air shafts or maybe spiritual shafts or, you know, things like that. Hey, Mary. Yeah. Shaft! <laughs> what you talking about? I'm talking about shafts. <laughs> you shut your mouth. Anyway, I think that's I think that's so incredibly cool. And, you know, it's modern technology helping to unlock some of the past, I think, is also really cool. Because I'm kind of a gadget head. Like, I like my little toys and trinkets and cool little things. Like, I'm I'm really into sci-fi, too, not just history. So it's like I'm really interested in how the human, the human race is moving forward with all the little inventions and things. You know, just a couple of years ago, it's like people couldn't imagine life with what, you know, touchscreen phones would be. And it's like now just about everybody has one. Well... Here they're they're using that kind of technology to look into the past, which I think is a lot more um, helpful to everybody. I think as opposed to you know something like Botox, which is not helpful to anybody. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm totally surprised that uh, the Egyptian government okayed the drilling of the hole. You know, I think it took nine years to do. <laughs> <laughs> 
because that's what it said. I mean, it's it was like from 1993 to to just recently, actually. I knew that they were planning on doing this. I just didn't know exactly when it was going to be. Right. Um, so I'm I'm pretty excited. They're still they're still exploring the uh, the pyramid, and uh, they're they're making new cameras that are smaller now, and and. They're actually committed to completing the work by the end of this year, and hopefully they'll publish their their findings by next year. But I'm just I'm stoked about it. I really want to see if they've unlocked any new mysteries or if it's all kind of the same stuff. I'm sure they're going to find a uh, a goat head and a um, alien spacecraft in there. That would be that would be awesome. I want to see some Egyptian aliens. Is this going to be like Stargate the movie? That was a great movie. <laughs> the movie was good. I hated the series. Yeah, well, I don't know. I haven't seen much of the series, but I've been forced yeah, to watch like, it on a number of occasions. It's it's not very good. <laughs> it's a cool concept. It is a cool concept. It's like kind of like sliders and quantum leap, and you know. Now, quantum leap. That was a show. <laughs> that was a show. That was a that great was show. A show. <laughs> Did you ever see the episode where he uh, where he becomes uh, Lee Harvey Oswald? I think I did actually. I used to sit up and watch that with my mom. Um, at night, and my my dad would watch it too. You know, when when I'd go and visit my dad, but I'd sit up and watch it with my mom, and and we'd chat and talk, and you know that sort of thing. So those were fond memories. But yeah, it was a it was a really good show. It was a great concept, definitely. 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 Buy my underwear from Kmart. Definitely. <laughs> YouTube channel of the week. All right, this week's YouTube channel goes out to Barats and Beretta. Um, they've actually been members since. December of 2005. Um, they do a lot of comedy skits and uh, different things like that. These guys are just, they're hilarious. Um, they have their own website. It's baratsandberetta.com. Um, go check them out. Any of their videos, I definitely recommend them. Uh, one of my favorite ones is Mother's Day. It's kind of an older one, but I mean, it just, it completely sums up how siblings behave. You know, it just, it just, it hits really close to home in the best way possible. Anyway, they do a lot of other really funny things, so I definitely would recommend them to just about anyone, um, probably over the age of, I don't know, 15 or 16, simply because a lot of the jokes probably, you know, younger kids wouldn't, wouldn't even get. But they're pretty safe for everybody. They're pretty non-offensive, in my opinion. Is there a lot of cussing? There isn't a whole lot of cussing, no. Uh-uh. Awesome. Sounds funny. Yep. Definitely look at them. Hey, that's the show. I'm James. And I'm Mary. Join us next week when I body slam James and declare myself WWE champion. I'm looking at you, Undertaker. This has been the Jibber Jabber Power Half Hour. Be sure to visit us on Facebook and Twitter and continue to send us your suggestions. This tape will self-destruct in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We still recording? Where's my beer? Ah, I got smoke in my eye.